Red with Jay Blessed is a transparent look into the life and mind of a Caribbean woman having human experiences. Get into my mind as I share my most vulnerable thoughts and honest experiences. I'll take you on a roller coaster of emotions as you get to know someone who might share similar experiences with you. Some might make you speechless, you'll definitely laugh. Others might make you angry and some might even make you cry. But my very real, very raw, very relatable weekly podcast will always keep you coming back for more. Join me as I talk to myself, talk to you, and even talk to some special friends in my head. (laughs) In my head is an introspective look from a voyeuristic point of view. For a list of all my social channels and how you can connect with me, please view this episode's summary. To join in on the conversation, use the hashtag headwithjb. That's H-E-A-D-W-I-T-H-J-B. And follow me on Instagram at RealJBlessed and Twitter at JBlessed. Let's get in on the conversation together. Don't forget to log on to my official website, JBlessed.com. A human experience from a Caribbean perspective. Episode 30, What Will Be Your Legacy? Featuring Benora Yard. This episode is brought to you by the financial support and kindness of Jaybird Laurel Stewart. Thank you, Laurel, for your contribution towards the airing of the first Head of a JB podcast of 2020. In my head. Happy, 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 happy new year! Welcome, 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 fam. Welcome back to In My Head with your girl, Jay Blast. Oh, I've missed you so much. (laughs) Can you tell? I've missed you so, so, so very much. And I'm so grateful that you're back. So welcome to my Jaybirds. I'm so happy you flew back in to hear what's going down, what you missed, all that good stuff. And welcome to our new listeners. I know that we've had uh, a lot of people paying interest to the podcast on our down season. So welcome. This is our 2020 season, and I'm so, so very happy, so elated to be back. Um, Man, I want to firstly apologize. I know that I had broadcast that we would resume new episodes on January 15th. But what had happened was, (laughs) I wasn't ready. (laughs) I really, (laughs) yo, I was not ready. I was not mentally ready, you know, since we went through five months of January. Yeah, you heard me right. It was five months of January. That's what it felt like. It felt like the longest year in the year. (laughs) I had to get my mind right. And I knew that. My true Jaybirds would totally understand that I need to be my best self to come back and do this work. Because as much as it might be entertainment for a few, for many of you, you know that it is a healing work that I do with this podcast. So I needed that time. I needed that time with my daughter. I needed that time with my family and friends. I really also needed that time for myself. And so January is the month of major transitions for many people in different aspects of their lives. Um, For businesses, it's it's oftentimes the slowest time of the year, um, and that can affect your work schedule. And I'm also talking because this affects me, right? Um, For other people, it's colder, so that affects your, your mental health, the seasonal affective disorder. We talked about that before last year. Um, for January is also this heavy burden of how am I going to accomplish all my goals this year? And that could be a tremendous burden for an overachiever or perfectionist, which I am all of the above. And so learning to be easy with myself, hence another episode title, <laughs> uh, I had to take my own advice. And man, I did a whole lot of soul searching. 
And one of the things I realized, too, is that I'm not as good of a person as I oftentimes believe. (laughs) And I know I am a good person. But during that time of introspection and retrospection, I was able to see my flaws. And for a lot of people, they, they don't do that. Um, they just, you know, that's who I am, brush it off, move on and live life. But I'm, I'm, I'm really, really mindful of who I am, um, my carbon footprint in this world and how I affect other people. And in so doing that, I had to be honest with myself that I can and should improve on so many different areas in my life, even the way I speak to people. And that's me being honest, right? Um, the thoughts I think to myself, um, the places I go, the way I spend my money, like seriously. Um, and so I had to take my own fucking advice. I had to listen to all my goddamn episodes all over again <laughs> and take my own goddamn advice. Um, and so I'm doing my work. And I talk all the time that this podcast is a healing work. For some people, you know, it'll take you a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months to heal, maybe even a year or two. But for other people like me, healing is the work we have to do for the rest of our lives. And so I'm committed to doing my part and being a better person. And in so doing, I want to share what I've learned along the way with you. So I thank you for joining me on this journey, this podcast that started off because I was so depressed and just wanted to talk to myself or talk to somebody. Knock, 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 anyone there? (laughs) And it turns out that... Thousands and thousands and thousands of people all over the world have chosen to listen every week, every Wednesday, right here to In My Head. Thank you so much. In My Head. So um, you missed out on a lot. Um, Christmas came. We had a tree. (laughs) New Year's came. I was walking. <laughs> I, went, I did a double on the people and I walk on New Year's Eve. And my coworkers like, oh, are you going to ring in the new No, bitch. <laughs> I'm on <out> this bitch. <laughs> I don't want to ring in the new year with you. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> so I went home. Went home, got dressed. Thought I would put on this really sexy dress. I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see like the top part of it. It was a red, beautiful set and dress. Got dressed. Um, and went nowhere. <laughs> No, I was like, fuck it, I'm tired. <laughs> Take that shit off, wash my face, take a bath, went to my bed. January 1st, I spent it where I wanted to, in the comforts and safety of my bed. So during that time from the whole month of January, I've just been reflecting, talking with V, trying to figure out what we're going to do, uh, not talking to V because I didn't want to talk about work. <laughs> Trying to figure things out. Um, But in the midst of that, I did write a couple of um, blog posts on jblast.com. And uh, it turned out that one of them was really controversial, went totally viral. Um, It did its purpose, which was to go viral to bring awareness to a missing teen. But I used that opportunity to discuss how Caribbean men do not protect Caribbean girls or black girls and black women. I stand by that. A lot of, let me make that correction, a lot of black men, Caribbean men, do not protect girls and women. And so I did a post on the missing teen in Brooklyn. So if you missed that, go on the website. And I use that opportunity to talk about, you know, my own experiences with sexual assault and that in itself spurned conversation. People were like, thank you so much for sharing your story. And then there were other people who were like, fuck this bitch. Why is she using this opportunity to talk about her own issues or own trauma when a child is missing? Well, that one story went more viral than any goddamn newscast. And so that young girl's picture, all of her information was seen because I know my demographic. They really don't give a fuck. Point blank, period. They don't care unless there's some element of drama or controversy. But the drama and controversy that I brought was truth and fact and a reality for many people. 
And so as we get into the season of February where a lot of people are headed to Trinidad for Carnival, please know that this is the age of consent and that if you are a woman or a man and you do not want to be groped, touched, felt on, danced on, whined on, you have full autonomy over your own body to say no. And they can say it nicely if you want to because there's a nice person. No, 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 I don't want wine. Hold that. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Or it can be like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> Either way, you're fucking right. It's your body. It's your personal space. And I'm happy that I was able to spurn conversations within the community. You know, people started talking about, oh, Jay blesses. You know, there's going to be a whole Me Too movement for the Soka community. You know, I'm not trying to be that person. But I will always be who I am, and I'm always a truth speaker. I will always authentically be myself. I will not put water in my mouth for nobody. If you know me, you know me. And when I say something, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? So I will stand on that, and I just want to create a, a bit of a, a forecast for you. This year on the podcast, we will be covering sexual assault. We will be covering rape. We will be covering incest. We will be covering sexual abuse to boys and girls. You know, we last year we talked about domestic violence. We might bring that back. Everyone has a story. And we try to use this podcast to, to bring everyday people and some celebrities and some people of high influence to tell their stories, right? And so we will be covering, you know, police and politics. <laughs> we will be covering food justice. We will be covering a plethora of topics that all comes back to how does this affect our mental health, right? And if you don't think that someone being sexually assaulted, sexually abused, whether they were a baby, a teen, or a grown woman, if you don't think that affects their mental health, then something is fucking wrong with you and your trauma is showing. Okay? Like, seriously. So I hope that you stay with us. I hope that you stay with me. You know, sometimes people, they, they agree with the message. They just, they just don't like the messenger. It, it is okay. <laughs> it is perfectly fine. One of my, one of my exes, his wife listens to every fucking episode of my podcast. He literally has told me she's obsessed with you. And I'm like, what? She ain't learned nothing yet? <laughs> but nonetheless, I really want to encourage you before I go into this next segment to please share this podcast. Share it on your WhatsApp, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, everywhere. Share it, tweet it, text it, send it in an email. Someone needs to hear either past episodes or episodes to come or even today's episode. So I really, really encourage you, don't forget to use the official hashtag. It's hashtag head with JB because you know I'm all about head. <laughs> Healing and educating through accountability and discipline. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with the acronym. Yo, before I start going all the way into this, I got a special, special guest in studio. And I could not start the 2020 season without someone so pivotal in every part of this process, an integral part of, of, of In My Head, the podcast, my partner in crime, Jaybirds in my head, fam. Make some noise. Show some love for Venor. Hey, yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Listen, the, keep your sexy voice Listen, <laughs> man, I can't turn it off. I'm sorry. <laughs> yo, V, thank you so much. Thank you. Every drop, every edit, it's, you know, you know, G is here in the studio making sure we lay the vocals down, but V is the one putting all the magic behind and hearing me after the third edit, like, fuck no. <laughs> I need one more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. See, you know what it is? <clears throat> I think you're leaving out the parts where we argue about, you know, what parts <laughs> we're going to keep in. And, you know, we really have uh, heated uh, back and forth to the point where other people are there and wondering if it's uh, safe for them to even Yo. be around for this right now. Yeah. Yo. Those moments, you know. That was the, mm-hmm. 
Yo, so. that is so real. So what do you think this episode? Oh, the episode too short. Oh, that was a mm-hmm. good episode. Y'all don't know what happens behind the scenes, okay? Like, I'm like, no, I don't want it in it. And like, B's like, no, I think we'll add texture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it add color to mm-hmm. no, I don't like it. No, no, you got to leave it in. No, t- understand what I'm saying. I don't want to understand what the fuck you say. Understand what I'm saying. I'm the boss. No, no. Well, okay. Well, you know what? B, was actually right. Can you put <laughs> <laughs> I can admit when I'm wrong. Um, but thank you so much for being on the first episode of 2020 V. I'm so happy you're here. I'm just going to bounce a couple of things off of you. We were supposed to come back January 15th. Mm-hmm. It's now... Um, Later than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you ain't there. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel so far about uh, this work of of love this project that we've been building from inception to now how do you feel about the podcast i feel <clears throat> i feel the same way I, I felt about it you know from the beginning i always felt like this was going to be something that um helped a lot of people this is going to be something that touches a lot of people and i see the effect of it you know of course in the beginning it wasn't as um built as it is now but, you know, just like with everything else that, you know, you've done, it's going to progress, Yay. you know. So I was looking forward to it, and now we're here. Yay. I'm so happy. We have a lot of things that we're going to be covering this year. And I just want to know from your perspective, when, you, when you're when you editing, right, because most times you're not in the studio like mm-hmm. you are today. So when you're hearing the, the, the raw cut for the first time and hearing some of the content... How, how how do you how do you process that? Because sometimes it's really heavy stuff, right? right? Like it's really really heavy stuff talking about infertility or talking about losing a loved one, you know, or or even hearing your partner breaking down crying on her own podcast. Like, how does it feel for you as an editor when you're going through that process? Um. So for me, it feels humbling, I guess. Because I understand that to be in this position and have the power to, you know, affect things and edit things to make it sound a certain way, there's a lot of trust that goes into that. So, you know, for me, I just feel um, grateful to be in the position where I'm able to handle that and um, have you trust me enough to know that if it's something that I decide that we probably don't uh, speak on, that it's still something that you trust is the best decision. I like when you use the word trust, mm-hmm. really, really major. Um, I want to officially thank you right here mm-hmm. because um, it's not mm-hmm. easy being me. And I remember you on many occasions had to be there to lift me up, right? And um, and I'm so grateful. I don't know how people do one-man podcasts. I don't know how you can mm-hmm. record edit, do all that shit by yourself, I will burn out, right? And I remember that one day I was so, like, one week actually, I was so out of it. I'm like, V, I don't think I'm going to do an episode this week. And you're like, okay, just think about it. I'm like, yeah, I thought about it, not doing it. <laughs> and then you came up and you're like, listen, um, so I just want to run this by you. I had some time. I thought about it. I thought about it, and I really thought about it, and so, um, so I did something, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so I recorded an episode. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. So I just want, I just want to know how you feel about it. You know, let me know. And I'm like, you, you did what? And I don't know if you thought I'd be like offended by that, which I think you know me well enough that I wouldn't. But you know, some people, are, their ego is attached to their projects right like that's mm-hmm. my work it's in my head with Jake plus and I'm like you did what it's like I, I recorded an episode I'm like for real and you were like you are on a momentum right now there's no way you can leave your jaybirds hanging and as your partner in this where you can't go on I will pick up the slack mm-hmm. and I Ball G. G, I ball my <laughs> eyes out. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for the people you bring into my life. I am not worthy. <laughs> I bought. And so I want to just thank you now 
for finding peace in your greatness. That episode, wow. Wow. I appreciate you, bro. You know, I think for me, like I said uh, then, it was really just my responsibility, I believe, because if we're honest about the conversations that we have, you know, behind the scenes about what this is and the effect that it has and, you know, just what you're trying to do when it comes to the people that you, um, the people that you serve. Yes, I love that word. um, I think it doesn't stop because you're not in a position to um, serve them in a way that you feel is the best way, you know. They still need something. So for me, I feel like um, not so much just about um, doing something for you, of course, but also making sure that your people are taken care of, which, of course, does something for you. But, I mean, it's a bigger thing, and I know that um, it's what you would have wanted. It's not that you didn't want to do an episode. You probably just, you, you know, you had something else going on. And I know in life sometimes we can be going through things that sometimes make it difficult for us to um, stay the course. Right. But if we... um consider that there's a bigger picture and, you know, God's plan is greater than our own, um, it'll come together, you know, and I felt like that just came together. I think this is a perfect segue just to discuss um, legacy, and this is what I wanted to talk about today really briefly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's setting the tone for the years ahead and off the recent death of Kobe, which was, you know, unexpected, just incomprehensible, um, devastatingly painful, whether you're in sports or not, he was a great leader, mm-hmm. right? And part of legacy is being such a great leader that you're able to leave such a profound impact, not just on the lives of others, but also leave parts of good leadership that they can take your message that mamba-like message, whatever, that that in-my-head healing through mental health message and carry it on, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm so grateful that I'm surrounded by leaders and being a great leader is being a great servant. So I'm so, I'm so thankful that you use the word serve. Mm-hmm. Um, my daily job outside of this is being of service to people. I always talk about what joy it brings me to serve others. Um, and so if you work in a service-based industry, please don't get into it if you don't like people mm. <laughs> and if you don't like to serve. No, it's dead-ass right. serious. I It annoys the fuck out of me mm. <laughs> that you are in a service-based industry with a nasty-ass attitude. Mm. Not just today because something went wrong. Every goddamn day. It means that you're just there for the check. When you're in service, you're not there for the check. You're really there for the experience. And not the experience for yourself, but the experience that you want to give someone else. That is service. And that is so much more rewarding because, listen, I'm in a service-based industry where I get a check, I get, you know, like, whatever the case may be. But because of the great service that I provide, people are always giving me handshakes with, like, $100 bills. Mm. Right? Like... Sometimes you can serve someone so well (laughs) by just being a good person that you get a full month's check in one day. Mm. Just because you've made such a profound impact on that person's life today, you made them smile. They just lost their parent and they came to where you work at. And one word, one smile, one, you know, term of endearment or encouragement uplifted them so much that they're like, oh, my God, I have hope again. Mm-hmm. So we got to be of service. Um, and this podcast, I say it all the time, it's a healing work, but it's 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 a form of service for us. So drop a motherfucking bomb. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> when you go back in that end, right. drop that. <laughs> um, because this is, it is, it is a service, right? right. Um, we're not doing this for kicks and jokes. We laugh, yeah, sure. Um but I really want to impact the lives of others. And so let's talk about legacy real quick. Before I get into the what I read recently, what were your thoughts on Kobe's death? My um 
to be honest, I'm I, I'm I'm not too much a um a ball fan. So I know um not not in any disrespectful type of way, but it definitely didn't hit me as hard as I I I seen it hit a lot of other people. But the thing that I um took away from it was the fact that he definitely in my opinion, I feel like he lived a fulfilled life. And that's the thing that I um, appreciated when I um, heard the news. Because a lot of people, you know, how they say you don't get your flowers while you're here or while you can smell them. I feel like he was in a position where he got his flowers and I was grateful for that. Because what I don't like to see is when a great person passes and then they do all the celebration afterward and they make this, you know, they make a big to do about this person's life when they wouldn't have done it while they were here. So I'm grateful that I actually got to see that while he was uh, still alive and he was appreciated properly. Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. When I heard the news, just to piggyback off, when I heard the news, I'm not a big basketball fan either, but of course we know who Kobe is, mm-hmm. right? Um, what hit me most was... I was just in a helicopter ride. Mm. And it was the first ride of my life. And I took Maya. And I'm like, oh, my God, Maya. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm wearing a wig. It's going to blow. Because <laughs> 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 the propellers was just, like, going really fast. We're walking there on the helipad. So she's cracking up. I'm like, okay. Okay, we'll go sit in the back. No, 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 Maya. What's going on? What's, what's going on? Are they put it, putting us in the front? She's like, yes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so we sat in front. And the way how this helicopter is um, designed, you can actually see under where I'm sitting under my feet. Wow. Yo, listen, I see, I said so many Psalms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I, I don't, if you know me personally, you know that I don't do roller coasters. I don't like scary rides. I don't really like heights. So for me, this was like, um, checking something off my bucket list, right? Mm-hmm. And I did it with my daughter, who absolutely loved it. And so she was able to see, you know, like an amazing aerial shot of New York City. And I'm thinking then he's a skilled helicopter um, pilot. But, and it was a great day, so it's not windy. But I held my daughter's hand the entire time through. That was a nice ride, 30 minutes on a nice day in New York City. Mm-hmm. I'm an empath. So me hearing of Kobe's death, I'm not just thinking, oh, my God, he died. My first mind goes to, I wonder how he felt in that moment Mm -hmm. when he knew they were losing control of that helicopter. Mm. So as an empath, I'm thinking, oh, my God, was he holding his daughter's hand? You know, how scared were they? Were they saying their prayers? Like, what were their last moments like? And I became overcome with emotions because you don't know what your last moments are going to be like, mm-hmm. right? And to see the after effects of how that helicopter was pulverized, pulverized, they would literally have to find their teeth mm. to be able to detect, you know, victims. Okay. I saw pictures of the actual, the actual crash. yeah, of, gotcha. of, of the decimated chopper Mm. right and so i cried when i heard the news i was stunned like everyone else like searching online trying to is this real is this not real like you know tmz breaking us stories like j bless breaking us story we don't believe it until Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um you know my thoughts are not a very because i thought it was insensitive but it's news culture right but i cried and i knew of many people who cried who don't even watch the game mm. because they know of the legacy of the sportsman. They know right. of his sportsmanship. But also the story was so tragic. Nine people died. Mm. A man who was taking a copter and, 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 and had other people with him, because I'm sure he organized for them to all fly together to go to this game, families affected just instantly like that, right? right. Um, so that hurts. Because now it puts my own mortality right in front of my face. And as an empath, I'm like, I, w- I-, I needed a couple of days. Like, I came to the studio, full disclosure, the Monday, 
to record with G, and I was talking a bunch of jibber-jabber. Mm. And I couldn't get my mind right because my heart wasn't in it. You know, what am I going to talk to to my, my Jaybirds to, like, make them feel all happy and stuff because it's a new season, this is the first episode? I didn't know what the fuck I was saying. Mm. I was so out of it. And back to being kind with yourself and being easy with yourself. It is okay to feel. It's okay to feel for someone you've never met. It's okay to grieve someone you didn't know personally mm -hmm. because part of that story you see yourself in it. Right. You know, that's where we covered estate planning last year, talking about life insurance. Mm -hmm. The great thing about Kobe's story is that his family has a generational wealth. Right. Do right. our families have generational wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for the platform that we have to be able to bring these conversations um, on a grassroots level um, using mainstream big current events on news, and bring it back home. In my head. Do you wish to advertise or become a sponsor of Heaven JV? Whether it's reaching a weekly local audience in New York City or globally, we can assist you. Make sure to email info at jblesses, I-N-F-O at J-A-Y-B-L-E-S-S-E-D, and reach audiences in the United States, the United Kingdom, Jamaica, Trinidad, and Canada. So on this first episode or episode 30 of In My Head, we really want to talk about legacy. And uh, I came across an article in Forbes magazine and I wanted to share like their five points um, and expound on that personally from my own perspective. But I looked up the word legacy and legacy which is a noun, um, the first description you would get for the word legacy is an amount of money or property left to someone in a will, mm. right? That is the first explanation of what a legacy means, right? right? Um, and so I decided to look up what the synonyms for legacy, the word, the noun legacy is, and it's heirloom or gift or offering or present, you know, birthright, inheritance, and, um, you know, oftentimes we hear people say, I want to leave a, a good legacy. So what does that mean? Are, are you presently a gift to your family? <laughs> First of all, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Are you presently a gift? <clears throat> Not when you die, are you going to leave gifts? Or when you die, are you going to then be a gift? Are you presently a gift to your family? And looking at Kobe's life, you could see that he it seems that he loved the game of basketball more when he was helping his daughter. She's like a whole different person, right? Mm -hmm. Like girl dad, hashtag girl dad trending. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it was like he's superhuman when he's on the court. But when he's with his family, he's like just Kobe, right? Just a regular guy taking care of his wife and daughters, just going to the game, though he might hire a helicopter to take him to the game, the fact is he's making every effort possible mm -hmm. to spend time. He's a dad, yeah. With his children. That is legacy to mm -hmm. me. What are you doing right now in your present day? He's taking time right now to make sure he allocates certain funding, certain investments, so that when he does pass on, not thinking would be at 41, but whenever he does... His family and generations to come are set up for life, mm -hmm. right? That's present day, like, that's what we were supposed to be doing. And so I wanted to do this podcast focusing a little bit on legacy because I've been guilty of just living today for today. Mm. I've been guilty of anytime I feel sad, um, go out and shop. Mm. I've been guilty of squandering money, time, experiences and even people just for now you know like i want that this podcast episode challenges our listeners to really think about what kind of legacy do they want to leave in the simplest thing as okay I may not be a Kobe and I might not have millions, but you know what? I'm working so hard every day. Mm -hmm. The least I could do is sign up for life insurance 
and maybe add a little bit of disability insurance just in case something should happen to me and I ain't dead, but I right. can't work. Right. You know, I could put some money towards that because buying outfits every weekend to go to the party with people that I don't even like is not life. Spending money on experiences that are not really even centered around my family is not really as fulfilling, right? So we're going to go in really quickly into, you know, five ways, you know, uh, to define legacy and leadership, right? But before we go that, in your own words, V, what does the word legacy mean to you? You know, like what does, when you hear that, when you think of it, when you say it, when you use it, what does it specifically mean to you? For me, legacy is my children. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, my children will be the gifts that I leave in the world. Wow. You know, what I instill in them, I expect for them to, you know, um, just live that and be an example to everybody else as to what I expect everybody to be like. Right. You know, everybody's different. Everybody has different upbringings and different morals and, you know, beliefs and all, but... I think if you um, move out of love and you do things from your heart, then everything that you do will be righteous. I love that. Uh, a lot of people living this life with no concern for tomorrow and no concern for even the ones they say they love, right? Mm. Um, I want that my legacy be a positive and powerful one. You know, I want to positively impact the lives of the people I love and the people that I come into contact with. I mean, I'll be loved by all <laughs> or even be liked by most. But the opinions of those that I love, that holds the most paramount importance to me. So for me, it's making sure on a daily basis that every action or inaction I take is really for the upliftment of the people that I love, that they will feel proud of me when I'm here and when I'm not. Right. I read a Forbes article, and it outlined five ways a legacy-driven mindset will define your leadership. So business, entrepreneurship, you know. But I think a lot of these points can actually tie into a personal life, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of these points we can actually adapt as just regular people. And so I'm just taking their points, but I'm going to expound on them personally. Right. Um, so number one, identity and values. Who are you and what do you stand for? What are your beliefs and is it aligned with being a person of good moral character? Do you lead by influence or through dictatorship? What are you most passionate about? Is it all about the bottom line? Is it all about the accumulation of wealth? Is it ever about people? You know, what about purpose? Does your passion include learning and living your life's purpose and how are you upholding those values? Amidst the crowd and noise, can anyone identify who you really are? Identity and values. Do you have a, a take on that, V? So what comes to mind when I hear that, identity and um, values. values? I think about, I have cards that I write, right? And um, I started it in 2015. And these cards are called uh, Who I Am. And the reason why I labeled it Who I Am is because the index cards that I read and there are certain values that I hold, and I write them down just so that I can read them often and kind of um, tell myself who I am. Because what I realize is that sometimes people who are close to you um, tell you certain things about yourself. And whether those things are true or not, you end up over time believing it because you've heard it so often. So for me, I feel like it's important to um, kind of hijack my own mind because there's going to be other people telling me about who I am also. So it's important for me to feed myself with the things that I know um, I would like to aspire to be and the things that I already have in me mm -hmm. so that even in moments where I might Doubt. Uh, move differently, mm -hmm. I don't forget that that's what my, um, my responsibility is. I love that. Number two, guiding foundational principles. Solidifying who you are and what you stand for, you know, your identities and values. What are the pillars of your character that people can always expect? What are what are those guiding foundational principles? What are the what are the foundational principles that guide the decisions you make and the path you're paving in life? Do these principles represent who you are at the core and are they positive 
admirable and healthy? Do your guiding principles set a positive expectation of who you are as a good person or a good leader? So what are your thoughts on guiding foundational principles? Those, you know, after we've identified our identities and values, it's all about those pillars, those mm-hmm. those principles we live and we stand by. I think uh, they should definitely be written down and um, read often. You know, don't just um, think about it and keep it in your mind. Because I think nowadays, and not just nowadays, I think in any time throughout history, there have been... Um, things that happen where society changes, right? The the norm becomes something different than what it was when you decided who you wanted to be. You decided what your principles were. You decided the things that you thought were good to uphold, values, I mean. And for me, I think when we get into the understanding that, you know, even if we have certain values at some point, it doesn't mean that we're going to keep it just because we... Um, had it at this point in our lives when we were uh, motivated to feel like this. I think sometimes when we experience different people, those influences kind of um, can take us in different ways. So if we don't have those things to look at, I think we can get lost without even realizing it. And beyond writing it down, I think it's all about action, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, having foundational pillars you know what do what 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 are my guiding principles it'll be being trustworthy and being honest you know people so when they look at me they can see you know what I don't believe that because that doesn't that's not who Jay is like I Mm -hmm. want it to be so well defined in my actions that people know ahead of time well based on the Jane that I know this does not align with her principles like she is a good mother so you saying that she's an unstable and unfit parent that's just crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's really crazy because her whole life is based around ensuring that Maya is well taken care of and she exudes that in everything that she does when it comes to parenting right so I want to make sure that it's so defined in my actions that if anything should come around to try to conflict those those core values and pillars, that anyone should be able to say, well, yeah, that doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not Jay. The only thing with that is um, in those moments when when you're making certain actions and no one else is around, you know, because sometimes it's it's easy for you to slip and other people see it and then go, oh, no, that's not... That's not on point, and they can kind of get you back on track. But if you're um, in a space where you don't allow people to necessarily see the struggles that you're going through sometimes, those struggles might lead you to take certain actions that are not in line with what your guiding purpose or your guiding uh, principles are. Which comes back to one of my pillars, which is integrity, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, the definition for me of integrity would be what do I do when people are not looking, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it comes back to how I started this podcast, this particular episode, saying that, yo, I'm a good person, but I might not be as good as I think I am, right? And and the reason why I said that was because I had to do some introspective work, right? Mm-hmm. They're not around when I'm looking deep inside my soul. They're not around when I'm forced to face things that are not pleasant about myself and part of of being a leader is being able to dig deep within you to see those floors and take action to fix it so yeah it's 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 easy to come to you know come to decision when people are seeing that you fucked up you're mm-hmm. right <laughs> but but it's a lot harder and it shows a lot more leadership qualities when do you can do own. that on your goddamn own, mm-hmm. right? And that is the mark of leaving a healthy legacy because we can trust you by yourself. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. We, we, can, we can trust that you're going to make good decisions, which ties into number three, courage and risk taking. Mm-hmm. Courage <laughs> and risk taking. Yeah. Um, trusting your gut is not easy. 
you know, especially when you don't like to listen. Mm. <laughs> but great leaders take risks. Mm-hmm. For some, it might be easier than others because they trust their instincts. But even for the seasoned leader, making big decisions can be scary. You know, this is where we put fear aside, though, and think of all the things that can go right instead of worrying about all the things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Courage and risk-taking. You know, an example for us on the podcast would be on episode 25 when David Germain spoke of his mom taking his last $10,000 and buying a house with it, mm. right? It was that calculated risk of investing that seed right. towards purchasing a $100,000 home, right? The matriarch. That's the head of the home. She's the leader in the home. But she's taking her son's last 10 out of 100K. Mm-hmm. He blew 90. <laughs> right. She's taking his last 10. He's probably scared as buckets right now. Like, how are you going to take my money? That's all the money I have. Right? And she took that seed and invested it towards purchasing a $100,000 home that years later would be sold for $2.5 million. Mm. That's legacy. That's good leadership. Right? And Foresight. Yes, but, it, you know, it takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and even for people who, who invest in the stock market, you know, like that's some are high risk, some are low risk. But I know someone who really puts, puts a lot of their money into high risk types of investments. Mm. That's scary as shit. For the regular degular schmegler, <laughs> they're like, this is, I only got 10K. I ain't not putting all my $10,000 into that. What kind of Ponzi ass scheme is this? Mm. But for someone who, back to trusting their instincts, built on their experience, they can take that innate courage to make these types of decisions. And it takes, it takes trying and doing and over and over these acts, mm-hmm. these deliberate, intentional, daily acts. Right. Um, and breaking out of worry, I think a lot of our own families don't leave a positive and healthy legacy because they've lived in fear for all of their goddamn lives. Mm-hmm. All They're afraid to die, so because they're afraid to die, they don't want to get life insurance. It sounds crazy, but some people, this like, song's so morbid. Why am I going to get life insurance? You know, I, and I'm going to dead now. But you're going to dead sometime, dude. Like, mm-hmm. go get some fucking life insurance. <laughs> So, right. so um, did you want to jump in on that, V? Encourage and risk-taking? Yeah, I feel like um, the idea of courage and risk-taking, to me, just okay. simply means do it, do things, you know. Um, when you try things, sometimes you lose, sometimes you uh, win, let's say. Or I don't even look at it as a loss. Most As a lesson? It's a lesson. Yeah. Sometimes you get a lesson. Sometimes you win. Sometimes what you had in your mind just happens the way you thought it would. Listen, life is a lot more about lessons than wins. Eh? Exactly. So if you realize that and you know that for the most part you're going to get a lesson, then you get yourself in that frame of mind and you never lose. I like so that. in your mind you already think that anytime I go into this, it's going to be something that's beneficial to me. So a lot of the time it can seem like courage because the average person probably wouldn't even try it. But for you, if you're okay with either getting through it or getting a lesson from it, you're going to go through it anyway. Yo, we have our own little modern-day Confucius called the Yard in the studio. <laughs> Yo, and imagine I have to deal with this shit every goddamn day. Like, be up, not up, said, no. Just take a deep breath. I mean, no. First of all, First listen. of all, yeah, listen. listen. That's what I always said. Listen, <laughs> you know, maybe you need a break right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's a lesson, okay? Find the lesson in the blessing. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Number four, genuine care to advance others. Mm. Um, there are so many people focused on wealth building or even self-promotion that they forget about the people around them, you know? Whether in a company or a family, are you heavily invested in the people who support you? And how are you invested in them? Are are they happy? Do they feel appreciated? Are you assisting them in their goals? Are you a good mother, father, or even a mentor? And what does that look and feel like to them? Not you, but to them. Mm. 
Have you asked them what you can do to contribute to their lives or to be of service to them and support their endeavors? You know, back to genuine care to advance others. It's for, like, taking Kobe back here. Kobe's life was all about his family and his kids, like his wife and his children, right? Mm -hmm. And the people that he served. Mm -hmm. That is the mark of a leader. Don't forget his team. His teammates. Mm -hmm. Even the camps that he sponsored or invested in those it's it's all about pouring yourself back in pouring a little bit of yourself back into the work that you do which really is about people Mm -hmm. so with the idea of helping other people i think if you're a leader really then you understand that there are going to be times when you're up there are going to be times when you're down and a lot of the time when you're down and you don't have anybody else to Uh, help you out of that position it takes a lot longer to get back on your feet but if you empower the people around you then it's not going to be that difficult you know because when you slip that person that you helped is going to be able to help you get back on track so you know you've seen it where a lot of leaders um, don't care about helping other people and then when they fall everything else crumbles because they don't have anyone to you know help them get back on track so yeah I think that's an important part of uh, longevity if you want to continue to be great throughout your life. In addition to genuine care to advance others, you know, like an example will also be my man might be making bread, mm-hmm. right? You know, he has great investment portfolios and he's raking in dollars. But though he's saying it's for our future, are we really spending quality time in the present? Some people mm-hmm. are so caught up with the chase that they forget about what's happening right now, right? So finding a healthy balance is hard. Mm. but the pursuit of it can make the world of a difference. So you may not be able to find a balance, but you're trying, and that effort, that pursuit towards trying to find a healthy balance makes the world of a difference as opposed to just, like, staying tunnel vision on just getting you done, making money, and it's like, okay, but there are people around you, right? Right, right. And the last one, number five, responsibility and accountability. Now, I know I told y'all I give good head. I give healing and educating through accountability and discipline. (laughs) And I read somewhere in a meme that was going viral last year that, you know, everyone's talking about the most used word of 2019 was toxic. Mm. uh, And the (laughs) least used word was accountability. Mm. Right. And so number five, closing this off, responsibility and accountability What are the standards that you've set for yourself? You know, in the article that I read, it stated that, this is a quote, legacy building is about being mindful of the opportunity and the responsibility you have to serve your own advancement by serving others. Mm. I love that line. You know, how will you like to be remembered? As a deadbeat dad who didn't take care of his kids? Or the employer who lived the best and greatest life but shortchanged their employees? Or the mother who worked so hard but wasn't responsible enough to get life insurance? Or the person who never even tried to right their wrong? Every day is a new chance to do better, try harder, improve, and even try a different approach to get better and more favorable and positive, long-lasting results. You set the tone and define the performance standards that you expect for yourself and from others. You know, leaving a good legacy, whether in gift or in kind, requires self-discipline and to hold yourself accountable to ensure that while you're here, you are living by the standards you've set for yourself, not the ones you set for others, you know. You know, you know, some people live by different standards. You want people to act a certain way, but you don't even mm. uphold that standard, mm. right? So being accountable to ensure that while you're here, you are living by the standards you've set for yourself and that when you're gone, you would have left a positive, indelible, profound impact on the lives of others. For me, that um, principle, taking that on, changed my life. I feel like that was the thing that... Um, made me grow into my manhood when I took responsibility not only for you know the things that I've done but for everything else in my life any 
issue that I have with someone else, whether it's something that I even knew about or not, my responsibility. Um, any disagreement, any ill feelings that I had toward another person, my responsibility to change that. I can't expect someone to apologize to me for a feeling that they gave me. Even if they did something wrong, I still take responsibility for the feeling that I have that I can attribute to their interaction, right? But I think the power in that is realizing that in our spirituality, we have the ability to change how we feel. Mm. And we have the ability to really, um, you know, affect our lives in ways that we don't even consider if we don't take responsibility. Because the thing is, when you put blame on other people, or not even blame, but when you say that someone else is responsible for something that's going on with you. That's blame. It doesn't, <laughs> no, but it might not even be blame. Sometimes it might be credit, mm. you know. But I'm just saying, when you put, when you attribute something to someone else, a lot of the time it kind of leaves you in a space where your hands are tied to really make changes that you couldn't make if you accept that there's a responsibility on your end, you mm. know. And if you don't ever take that, sometimes you won't grow. I like that. When I said that, now nah, that's blaming you, like, no, that's that. And sometimes it could be credit. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we actually credit people so much and we don't even take credit ourselves, right? Exactly. Wow, V. Jeez, Confucius <laughs> V. <laughs> the building. That was deep. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what I'm, what I'm learning right now for me personally is learning how to right my wrongs. Mm. And I'm a very passionate person, if you know me. And extremely passionate so when I love I love really hard when I fight I fight really dirty Mm. Um, that's why I don't like to fight so it takes me a while to get to a fight but when I get to a fight oh shit (laughs) that ball is rolling down the the avalanche listen that little little snowball Mm. is rolling you can't stop it get the fuck out of the way so you know to to avoid that it would be to not let the snowball (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am now learning how to create my own superpower of how I can run behind my own snowball and just touch it and it melts. Mm. Because if I don't, it's really hard to reel that back in. Mm. And um, It's I'm been learning. really hard. It all, you see, you see, you see, this is why bees in my life. Everything, <laughs> <laughs> it has been really hard, but it's going to be a lot easier moving forward because I am taking accountability and responsibility Amen. for my actions and even some of my inactions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, they're going to blame you anyway. You know that? Yeah, but I know what, I, I don't want to blame myself. I'm just saying, people are going to, no matter what it is, sometimes people will blame you anyway. I, I live so with that all So you might as well my, just take the responsibility. I, I listen, I've been beaten all my life. I'm used to it. I can handle it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Take I it. think at the end of the day, is me living with myself. And mm-hmm. so part of that will also be apologizing when I need to apologize. But even sometimes apologizing when I'm right just to keep the peace. And I know some people don't no. want to do that. Hold on. No. I say, I'll tell you why. I feel like it's... For me, it's, it's an... Back to service, right? Back to being in the service industry where a guest, they say the guest is always right. That's bullshit. The guest is not always right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guest is really upset about something um, that maybe they have done. Mm-hmm. But I would apologize for them having that, you know, being a part of whatever the system is that caused them to have such an experience that they're feeling like this right now, even though we may not have done anything, but we're going to get, like you just said, they're going to blame you anyway. Mm -hmm. So I will take that responsibility of just saying, you know what, I see that you're venting. I'm not responsible for your emotions, but I will, I would apologize for being here right now in your presence to deal with this shit. So, well, see. so I'm sorry that you're going through this at the moment. Not I'm sorry that you feel like that. I'm not sorry for doing. I did nothing to you, but I'm sorry that you're feeling like this at the moment. What can I do to alleviate this? How can I help you get to a better place? Not what can I do to fix it? I didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. right? Like how can I help you right. to get to a you know to to that place you want to be at to make you more fulfilled and. To me, it's a a form of humility. Um, And maybe that might vary in different stages of my life. Maybe next week we'll be like, fuck them when I fucking apologize. (laughs) And maybe it's subject to to the situation, right? Uh But especially in relationships, I feel like 
there should be healthy compromise where where you can apologize just to keep the peace. I, I don't apologize to keep peace. Mm, we need to bring you back for this. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know what it is? For me, I feel like um, if I offended somebody unintentionally, I can apologize for you being offended by something that I did. I'll let you know, though, I didn't mean that. And what I did, I would do again. But if you felt a way about it, I apologize for that because I probably said it in a way that um, came across as different than my energy was intended. Or that, but it's re- only that was received differently yeah, yeah. that you sent it. No, I'm saying I probably said it in a way that was, I might have had a you know disagreement with someone else. And when I'm talking to you, I'm elevated, you know, so now you're you're getting that type of energy from me, but my message is with love, you know, so you might not receive it with love because I didn't express it that way, you know. However I deliver it might not have been what, how I would have delivered it if I was settled, but I don't I don't apologize to keep peace. If I don't believe that I should be apologizing for something, nah, I don't do that. We gonna come back on this because I'm sure it's gonna be varied. <laughs> Some people are delusional, you know. Let's Some people have it twisted. We're people wrapping are like, up this episode. This yeah, is a yeah. whole other episode. We talk about delusional people. <laughs> we need people. more time. Um, I'm going to learn not to speak in anger. That's something I do. I don't mm-hmm. want to do. Um, and right now, I'm, I'm on this whole minimalism versus mm-hmm. materialism mm-hmm. type lifestyle. So I'm getting rid of a lot of things hey. um, because it's really about the people and the experiences as opposed to the things that I accumulate, right? And I'm about accumulating generational wealth right now as opposed to accumulating Chanel bags. Mm. Um, I just had to say that that's my life. Like I went to a real estate um, seminar yesterday with David Germain and I'm ready to buy this investment property. Nice. Um, and so, you know, that's where my my thoughts are, you know, and for me, it will require me not spending frivolously, you know, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. not spending money on Uber Eats and even Uber all the time. I right. might have to, like, trek it in the snow on the bus. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck if people laugh. I'm going to be laughing in my house. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> ha ha, bitch. <laughs> I, that's, so you got to, like, it's part of, like, being responsible, right? Like, what do you want? Can you can you subject yourself to um, a bit of inconvenience now for long term sacrifice? Yeah, the sacrifice. Yeah, and and a lot of our parents and grandparents sacrificed for us to be living the life that we're living right mm-hmm. now. That is legacy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I just want to encourage you guys. Uh, Episode 30, <laughs> season 2020 of In My Head. We want to challenge you to think of your life from a deeper aspect. We want to encourage you to think of the things you're buying, the people you're spending time with, the people you're hanging around with, the liabilities you hang around with. Um, the energy the, you allow in your life. How much hours you scroll on Instagram that you could be doing something else with your valuable time. Um, there's so many things we should really be refocusing, you know, and family, 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 family. I haven't even written on the blog since mid-January, and I have no zeal to. I should be posting about coffee. I should be posting about Usain is expecting his first baby. I'm more concerned with me and my family right now because, yo, what what the hell, right? Hmm. Um, v, you have any closing remarks before we go? I love you. Aww. I appreciate you. Thank you. They got me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. They'll be okay. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah. um, um, uh, <laughs> you just made me blush. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Submission. In my head. All right, Jaybirds. <laughs> Episode 30 down. What do you want your legacy to be? You know, like, what legacy are you leaving behind? Are you leaving behind debt or are you leaving behind wealth? Are you leaving behind love or are you leaving behind hate? Are you leaving behind unfinished business? Are you making sure you take care of your business? Use the hashtag HeadWithJB. Get in on the conversation on social. You know what to do. Use the hashtag HeadWithJB. What's playing in my head? Well, I missed the whole of January, so I couldn't toast to the new year. But shout out to the youngest reggae Grammy Award winner ever. 
we used her song last year, and you know what? It's it's only it's only right that I kick off the first episode of 2020 with none other than Coffee with her mammoth hit single Toast right here on In My Head. <laughs> All right, so hopefully you've been able to think a little bit, get some nuggets. You know, sometimes we jibber-jabber. You know, sometimes we're on the point. Um, but I'm sure V knows what he got to edit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just realized I didn't even sing for the people. That's exactly. Well, you know what? Talking about that, this is how I was going to close the episode. So before I go, yo, shout out to everyone for listening to In My Head. But we're going to make sure that V closes us off with our um, with a nice little jingle, right? So let me close off and then V's going to sing. Not, I'm actually going to sing a, a, a song I just wrote. Woo! Okay, wait. Yeah. Fu- fuck it. Never mind. Fuck a jingle. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm inspired right now. Ooh. 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 I'm inspired right now. Ladies, um, um. I don't, I don't know if he's single. I don't get into people's business. <laughs> but you can find him on Instagram at Venora Music. B-E-N-O-R-M-U-S-I-C. Yeah, so this is real um, informal. And it's crazy because I usually don't even put songs out if it's not done yet. But whatever, I, I got y'all. The Jaybirds uh, deserve it, so Ow! why not, right? <laughs> Good, I waiting for you. No, I couldn't trust myself until I waited for you. No, I didn't need anyone else. Could I waited for you? No, I couldn't trust myself until I waited for you. No, I didn't need anyone sharing them sacred spaces and making me make those faces. I fall every time, yeah. Fall every time, every time, yeah. Pulling me in deeper, baby. Intimate conversation, whisper it, don't stop. Spur it, don't stop. And now, when I time, no other touch feels right. I'm caught up in a mustache, it is good. I waited for you. I waited for you. No, I couldn't trust myself until I waited for you. No, I didn't need anyone else. Could I waited for you? No, I couldn't trust myself until I waited for you. No, I didn't need anyone. Now we can rap. Wow. <laughs> I dedicate that one to my husband who ain't arrived yet. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you can trust me, baby. I don't want nobody else. I, I'm waiting for you, baby. All for I'm, you. I'm, I'm back to being celibate again like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Yo, I know the Jamers are cracking up. Yo, by the way, um, shout out to Lee. Shout out to everyone. Thank you so very much. <sighs> yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy to be back. I can't wait for you guys to hear all of our guests coming up. Oh, they're so amazing. And a lot more male guests, too. Woo! Listen, you don't want to miss it. So thank you so much for tuning in to the first 2020 episode of In My Head.